welcome to the uh, Christmas and end of year special of the DJ Force X podcast. Uh, I have one for the whole family this week, so uh, there is no bad language, there is no there is no cussing, there is no negativity, if you will. This is a fantastic uh, guest I had. It was Scott uh, from the kids' rock band uh, Imagination Movers. And those of you with uh, young children should be familiar with those if you watch... Um, Disney Junior, uh, they ran for three seasons on there, and they're currently on uh, reruns as well. Uh, yeah, uh, so before the podcast, I want to say thank you to everybody who's downloaded this uh, show over the past year. Uh, it's been a pleasure doing it. Um, I hope you've seen growth, improvement, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I've definitely seen the statistics jump, so thank you um, if you're listening. And uh, yeah, drop me a line. Uh, join me on Twitter at DJ Force X um, or on Facebook uh, forward slash DJ Force X. Um, I'm on pretty much most of the social medias and I do respond to messages. Um, so please do send them my way. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm going to leave you with the interview now. I'm not going to keep it from you much longer. So yeah, enjoy. And um, yeah, Merry Christmas. Welcome to this week's show. My special guest this week is Scott from the uh, band Imagination Movers. Welcome. Thank you, my friend. I, it's it's a pleasure to be here. No, no problem. Pleasure's no. all mine. Pleasure's all mine. Um, how are you doing today? Doing great. We've got a little bit of a rainy day. Uh, hopefully, uh, a cool front will come in and get rid of the mosquitoes. We're we're here in uh, South Louisiana, so the mosquitoes have been uh, probably the size of uh, oranges. Uh, they're huge. <laughs> I'll take little. Uh, take little animals away yes yeah we get we get them we get them uh, a lot down here in tampa and it's uh yeah it's it's not that great i live i live just on a like a like a pond oh so yeah it's a lot of still water and then when those mosquitoes come they come out in force and uh yeah it seems to be a tasty treat for them so definitely definitely <laughs> so yeah um so imagination movers um from what i mean i watched it through my children uh we discovered you on uh disney junior uh, a few years ago when we used to live back in england and um yeah i must say I, f- I find your music like a lot of the kids music i find is is very irritatingly repetitive <laughs> like catching in your head stuck in your head constantly uh but with you guys i i never got annoyed with it if that makes sense yeah totally and, and you kind of you're kind of what you describe as um was it an alternative rock band for kids would that be correct in your that that is uh, uh definitely on point i mean i think you know when we started this back in 2002 2003 i think one of the big things that we wanted to do is kind of combine all the music that we sort of listen to with uh <clears throat> you know with children's programming that we could tolerate. And, mm. and a lot of that was kind of informed by Captain Kangaroo. And then, you know, we appreciated like the integrity and the sincerity of Mr. Rogers yeah. and then sort of kind of combine, combine those kind of vibes with, with the alt rock and, and really a lot of eighties rock that we kind of came up uh, listening to. Yeah. So uh, what, what influences you guys musically? What bands do you, did you grow up on? Well, we were totally, you know, kind of two-tone guys, uh, especially Smitty and myself, uh, listened to a lot of the specials, The Selector, Madness, that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, even Fishbone and, and, uh, and kind of more, uh, more punk sounds. Um, but, you know, we all come from kind of a, a great uh, range of influences. Uh, you know, I think if you were to kind of nail it down to a few that, that sort of uh, cater to all of our, our kind of um, – 
uh, likes, it would definitely be the police. Um, I think, uh, um, you know, big country for whatever reason is a huge band for us. Yeah. Uh, we definitely model some of the guitar licks after them. Uh, but police, uh, big country, um, you know, Dave is into kind of a, a piano, like uh, Ben Folds Five, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Rich is all over the place. He's probably our more more apt to to like pop music, and uh, and I'm poor, more the deep kind of. Uh, I can go from Americana and you know the Abbott Brothers to uh, more esoteric stuff. I like the gr- new Grimes album quite a bit, yeah. and uh, uh, so my my taste levels are are varying, but. I, I love the House Martins growing up, so that's uh, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that informs my, my my sensibilities. Cool, cool. Cause you, you can definitely hear some of those in in some of your songs. Um, you know, the, we, you know we pride, our, yeah, we pride ourselves on our definitely our ska, uh, uh, you know, our ska vibe because all of us kind of dig that, and uh, it's definitely an art, uh, yeah, and a, an appreciation for our musical history that we include that into what we do, yeah. even for you know the Disney Junior Channel, what have you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what really got me um, sort of hooked, I suppose, to you guys, as opposed to a lot of the other stuff. It didn't feel, um, for one, it didn't feel sort of manufactured for the child, if that makes sense. Oh, um, definitely. Like, not put together by the corporate, like, say, put, put together for Disney for, for want of a better, like, company. Um, it, it wasn't, it was something, it felt genuine in the way that you were writing the songs and playing the instruments as well. Uh, which is a big thing when it comes to these sort of like um, children, like children vibe, like bands um, that I've seen. There's a lot of like picking up of the instrument, but not, not you don't see people play it as such. Well, you know, I think I think that was the, the one thing that I think Disney missed out uh, with regards to us was sort of telling our story. And part of that story was that, you know, we, we existed before Disney mm. uh, and we've always done children's music, but we've always done it in a way that um, – you know, challenge the child, even as an, as a listener, just and inform the child rather than like you said, pandering or kind of catering or, or pan, um, you know, just uh, kind of insulting their intelligence. You know, we always felt like you could always challenge kids and they'd always rise to the occasion. And, uh, and I think when you dumb it down, it's, uh, you know, you you lack the opportunity to really engage them and, 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 and move them into a, uh, you know, into a way that they can kind of uh, inspire them to pick up their own instruments, be creative, what have you. But yeah. uh, but I think one of the things is Disney totally missed out on the, the fact that, you know, all the music that you hear, the songs that were written for that show, we wrote as a band and we perform as a band. And I think we've always been a live act because, like you said, a lot of other children's bands, you know, they play to tracks um, and they do, you know, a lot of dancing. And I think one of the things we've always done is – model the creative process that you know shows a kid that when they can pick up a guitar and strum it it might sound crazy but if you practice you can get better and better and better and you yeah. can actually create the music that you listen to yes exactly exactly so um get, can i get some of the story of you guys how you formed when you formed um like pre-disney yeah definitely we um i guess back in 2002 2000 we, we've known each other for the longest time i think you know we've been friends for for quite a long time i went to high school with with smitty uh dave knew my wife in college uh rich and smitty after high school uh you know uh, got an apartment together so we sort of all knew each other and we all lived in the same neighborhood in new orleans uh, louisiana and when we all started having families uh, we would get together for each other's kids' parties and what have you. And at the time, and this is around 2000, 2003, Mr. Rogers had passed away. And, you know, when you have kids, you're sort of 
born into the world of children's programming. So, you know, as a dad or a mom, you're evaluating the music they listen to and, you know, the movies and, and books and all that kind of jazz. And we noticed that there was like this, this missing element of real people in children's programming uh, because, you know, we came up with like Captain Kangaroo, as I said, Mr. Rogers and yeah. Sesame Street. And uh, but most of the stuff we saw was was puppets and cartoons. And so I had the idea to share with the guys. Let's come up with an idea for a local live action kids show that was music based because we all had music uh, backgrounds yeah. and pitch it to the local PBS affiliate in New Orleans. And they were like, yeah, let's do this. So we uh, we'd meet, uh, you know, after the kids were put to bed in this attic at Dave's house and just started uh, forming the idea of the imagination movers. And uh, the concept was that, uh, you know, we would uh, it, the initial concept was that we were sort of the physical manifestation of the creative process for a kid. Mm. So as that evolved, the idea warehouse that, you, you know, we would go to work at yeah. is really kind of an, a, a symbolic of a child's brain. And so, you know, you have all these infinite rooms, so which is like, you know, the brain. I mean, yeah. so much can happen. And so we were just sort of that kind of physical manifestation of the creative process is where we would model and try out things and things work. Things didn't work. And um, and since my background's education, a lot of what we did was really um, based in, uh, you know, developmentally appropriate educational practices and uh, and, you know, just where the kid was developmentally. So a lot of that formed the foundation, but the music always played a role, and that was sort of kind of the, uh, um, you know, what pushed and drove the machine. So yeah, I mean, you you formed this group, and um, where did it go from there? How how did the initial reaction, um, like local we, show was? Uh, we we pitched the idea. They loved the idea, but local PBS affiliates generally don't have a lot of money. Yeah. So um, we sort of took the music that we had created for this kind of concept and made our, you know, first album and really kind of from there started doing almost the same thing any uh, independent band would do. You know, we started finding distributors for the music. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we would contact and go out of our way to get our music in anybody in everybody's hands. Um, in fact, the fact that you come from the UK, uh, we would contact children's hospital hospitals uh, in England mm. that had a ward that would pipe in children's music and we would send them our music. I mean, we were like tenacious with getting our music out there. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, uh, XM uh, satellite radio had started and we became friends with the children's channel there that I think now it's a kid's place live with the merger of XM and Sirius. Um, but they were a big platform to get music out to the United States and not just be regional. Yeah. Uh, and so we started playing festivals and clubs and, and anything that we could play and, and allow the music to carry us. And what happened is the music uh, became really our calling card, although we had developed the template for the show. And really 80 percent of probably what you saw that Disney did was based on that original idea that we came up with. Yeah. But to make a long story short, Disney came and saw us at Jazz Fest perform live, and when they saw us, they were like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta do something with these guys." And and so that's our, that's how our relationship with Disney started. Oh, that's really cool. So, you, like, like you say, you started, you basically um, did the footwork of any no like regular band. Would. You're right. Um, so the festivals you were playing were they were they predominantly like family festivals or were they just like uh, you know the regular music? Yeah, well, you know, it was a combination of, of both. Uh, we did like family festivals, uh, but we played Austin City Limits Music Festival. We played Jazz Fest, of course. Mm -hmm. um, 
We are we are the first and only children's band ever to play Voodoo Fest in New Orleans. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, and so there's some crazy stories about that. Uh, I think that was the only time we've ever had a brawl thrown on stage. Uh, so uh, go figure. But um, uh, we, you know, we basically did what any band would do. You know, you you find gigs, you you play them, and you start relationships with. Uh, you know, venues and, and you just sort of kind of uh, snowball from there and you, and you try to distribute your music to anybody and everybody who could listen to it. Um, and so, you know, it was just sort of kind of getting that machine to start moving and, and the wheels turning and the gears turning and, uh, and then let opportunities come as they may. And, and we were fortunate that we were, you know, we've always been, um, sincere about, why we started, uh, the reasons why we started. And I think that's probably why we've, we've lasted as long as we have, uh, it's simply because I think we, we started for the right reasons and we continue to do it for the right reasons. Yeah. The, the years with Disney, um, you ran for three seasons. Was that that's right? right? That's right. Yep. Um, how, how was that? What was the, the change from being like sort of independent to being, um, like having a show on a, on a international, uh, TV station, essentially. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I think, um, you know, when we were doing the show, we would, gosh, we were, we were working like 12, 14 hour days. It would generally do four days a week to get an episode down. Mm. Um, and we were working about 12, 14 hours a day. And then when we weren't filming, we would be running into the studio working on writing music for, you know, three episodes down the road. So we were like four really two years, we were just basically working nonstop. And, and if we had time off, we were touring. Uh, and luckily our, our kids were young enough that not being home wasn't as, uh, impact, you know, negatively impactful. And and I think we've always tried to balance what we do because you can always make more money, but you can't, you can't have time. You can't, you know, you you can't ever get time back. And I think we've always been cognizant of that. So we've always tried to balance, you know, work, uh, you know, because I guess, you know, to, 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 to kind of sum it up, it's like we see ourselves not only as movers, but as husbands, as fathers, as friends. And, and those relationships are just as important as kind of the business ones. Yeah. But, uh, but working with Disney was, um, you know, obviously when you're dealing with Disney, you know, they are the 500 pound gorilla in the room. I mean, you know, what they say for the most part goes, but we were fortunate that for this particular show, they weren't, you know, they, they, they allowed it to be what we had envisioned. Um, and I think at least to me, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really proud of the show. And I think it's a smart show, especially for that demographic of two to five, because when you're talking about a two to five year old, the developmental differences between a two year old and a five year old are huge. Yeah. Um, and if you aim for the five, six and seven, really, the two can always sort of appreciate it on, uh, on more of a kind of a, a tactile level, yeah. but they would they, they can be challenged and pushed up. Whereas if a five year old sees it as a baby show, they're gone. You know, they're out. Um, so I think you know we we always skewed older, uh, but uh, you know we didn't. We I, I felt it was a smart show, um, and so I'm I'm proud of it. Disney allowed it to be what it was. Uh, thank goodness. Yeah. So. Uh, they were they were good. They were good to work with. I mean, obviously, with with every relationship like that, they're good and bad points. You know, I mean, I wish they would have supported the show more than they did. Um, I wish that we would have DVDs on, epi- you know, seasons of D- on DVD. But yeah. that's not the case. Uh, so, you know, there are things that, you know, kind of irk you or you question. But 
for all for the most part they were good they were good partners that's good so um during that time obviously you're writing songs releasing albums did you did you have an agreement like to keep the rights to those songs or are they still partial disney personal you guys anything yeah anything we wrote for the show was um you know was a co-publishing deal so we we remained the writers on all the songs we did and the publishing was split so um that's that's how we did all the the songs for the show i think uh Rockomatic and License to Move, our last two albums, which are the post Disney albums. We, you know, we 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 own everything for those. Yeah, so I was going to go back to what you said about like your demographic. I mean, my kids are now six and seven, um, and that they still they'll still watch the show if it's on. If they like, they might they go on YouTube as well, and they look up various like songs and things, and it includes you guys as well. I've heard them play it a few times when i'm walking around the house so um they still they still enjoy it so even at that age um yeah it's 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 funny because i think you know even when we play live we are i mean it is a it is a rock show for you know really kids of all ages but um you know we we luckily have fans uh that i think you know kids that are eight uh even really up to nine uh can still really enjoy us live because it's it's a full on rock show. You know, we have confetti, we have balloons, we have smoke cannons. Uh, I mean, we have flying toilet paper. We do some crazy <laughs> stuff. I mean, it's like going to see the Flaming Lips. You know, yeah. for eight year olds. Nice. Uh, but uh, you know, we do we do a lot of stuff, and I think we're, we're we we never take for granted the audience, and I think we we continue to try to do new things. Um, you know, we, we've started playing around with a lot of LED lights and stuff like that, and. I had this amazing LED light up suit that I come on uh, during the encore that just kind of blows people away. You get this audible like, whoa, you know. <laughs> so uh, we keep on, you know, we keep on pushing it. And I think even like some of the tracks like on License to Move, our most recent album, there's a song called Following My Mom Around, which might be the most punk sounding song for uh, a five year old ever. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we, we I don't think I don't think we've toned down. If anything, we've sort of amped up. uh and uh, and continue kind of you know writing song writing at least the music that we like to listen to, but having uh, the lyrics definitely be uh, age on uh, for you know for kids. Nice, yeah, nice. Unfortunately, we were, um, you played at uh, Tropicana Field a couple of times. That's right, yeah, yeah. And both times we were unfortunately booked elsewhere, like me and the family. Um, oh. It was it was just like I like we saw it. I told the kids, and like and then we had something booked already on that date, and I was just like. I was disappointed because I, <laughs> I wanted to take them to their like you know their first sort of like rock show um, as such because um, when I, when they were a lot younger I was in a band. Okay, um, would you play? Uh, I was like uh, keyboards. Uh, I was also okay. like the DJ, so scratching sounds, beats, things like that. So awesome, a bit of vocal as well. But um, yeah, I just like they they sort of came to like sound check. But that was they were too young to really compute what was going on as such. And uh, gotcha. since then, I've always wanted to take them to a kind of rock show, but I wanted it to be a bit more appropriate for them. Sure. Um, and I can like obviously imagine you guys having that kind of like rock show set up and it being just you know like kid friendly. Oh, oh totally. Uh, I think it's 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 um it's kid friendly organized chaos is what, <laughs> what I think uh, would be an apt description. But uh, but lots of fun, man. Lots of fun. Uh, so what what are your plans uh like now are you are you planning a tour right now i know you just played a couple of shows yeah um, we we you know i think sort of at least for right now the days of kind of long touring are 
are sort of behind us. We do a lot of weekend uh, in pockets. Uh, you know, we'll do like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, but we do a lot of like weekends during the, the course of the year. Uh, I think right now, uh, you know, we have two big things. Um, one, we partnered with a, a production company in Canada called Nine Story Media Group. And, uh, you know, they're responsible for the Wild Crap Brothers and Daniel Tiger that a lot of people might be familiar with in the children's you know, television uh, world. And so we've been working with them on a concept called Super Movers which is a uh, hopefully going to be a animated live action hybrid very similar to the Wild Crap Brothers yeah where kind of the, the the thesis of the show is like everybody has the power to become a superhero you know you could be a super big brother you could be super kind uh and um through sort of our adventures um we explore you know kids sort of becoming uh empowered and uh and using sort of their innate strengths uh to help solve problems and and accomplish goals so that's sort of what's in, in development right now. And then on the other hand, we're planning, I think right now we're planning, we, you know, we've been asked uh, over and over again to do a Christmas album or a holiday album. And so we're going to, I think we're going to crowdfund that uh, as well as start looking at our 10th album, which will be sort of kind of a, uh, definitely a hallmark for us. So we're, we're really starting to kind of uh, amp up our gears and hopefully two, 2016 we'll see uh, a show get a network and uh, two uh, two different albums come out. I saw, so, I saw something that you, you were um, pushing. Like, obviously, you're asking people to send messages to Disney saying they want to see the show, like get it on back on repeat, if you will, or rerun. Um, yeah, you know, so, go on. I was just going to say, was there any plans to maybe do you do you own the concept of that show still, or is that still a Disney thing? Or is that something you can take to, you know, one of the... Because a lot, a lot of TV shows now are going for those streaming services, you know, Hulu, Netflix. Yep. Is that is that a viable option for you guys? Or is it still sort of within sort of Disney's control, if you will? Well, I think, okay, anything anything that was done on the show is kind of a shared intellectual property. Okay. But there were pre-existing concepts that reverted back to us after our relationship with Disney and, and you know, like the name, the blue suits, the wobble goggles, the things that we sort of had created yeah. before Disney came into the picture. So all of that reverted back to us. Uh, but anything like Nina or Knit Knots, that's all kind of shared intellectual property. So we can't take that um, to a different place. Yeah. But with our partnership with nine story, you know, our ultimate hope is, and this is like the best case scenario is to have Netflix, pick it up, um, pick up the new series and then get the the rights to the old series from Disney because, you know, they, they have a relationship with Disney. So you have yeah. shows that no longer seen. And theoretically the best case scenario would be have new content and old content, um, streaming at the same time because yeah. i think the way kids consume media nowadays you don't have to be on in the morning you know you you dvr it you watch it whenever and the same would go with streaming you could just watch it whenever i think one of the things we're trying to do is encourage uh, our fan base to contact you know netflix and hulu and uh amazon prime and say hey pick up the movers you know we love the movers and and their voices quite often are a lot stronger and more readily heard than ours, you know, yeah. even advocating for ourselves. It's when the fans make the make the plea that people really listen and pay attention. Oh, that's really cool. I hope that works out for you guys. So thank you, my man. Um, it's it's one of those things because, like I say, like my kids growing up loved the show, and like I said, they still listen to it now. So having it on again, you know, even having it on Netflix because they we watch stuff on Netflix all the time as well. So if 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 it was on there, then 
I'm sure they'd be watching it over and over. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, and I'd be there in the background. I'd be hearing, humming along to the tunes that I know. So, well, I, I'll um, tell you this. You know, on the show, I think some of the songs that are my favorites that we did. Uh, I love Robot Chase song. I think it's a great song. Uh, each, it's funny because each guy has sort of a favorite song that we did. You know, um, have you ever seen a unicorn pops out? Uh, I think that's one of Rich's favorites. Uh, but in Butterfly, I think was a really good song that we did. But it's you know. Some of the songs I'm like I, I listen to them now and I'm like gosh how do we how do we create that given the time circumstances that we had and I'm, I sort of marvel at the ability to be in touch with that kind of musical muse and uh, and get some of that stuff done because it was not easy but uh, it was it was a labor of love so yeah no I one of my favorite tracks was the um, the dance like it's Halloween yes yes. Did. Uh, it's the one I, I requested from you. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, no, I, I really like that that song in particular. Like every Halloween since I've heard it, I've always wanted to get my hands on it. I could never find it for download or anything. I found obviously the video online, yep. but um, like actually having it because I think it's a really good like seasonal track for that. For it that. is. It but, is, Because like everything else is kind of, there's no new Halloween tracks, if you will. There's always the classics. Right. You got Thriller, you got Monster Mash, you got the Ghostbusters, things like that. But actually, like having a new new one that that people don't know but could easily dance to, um, and it's catchy as hell. That that chorus, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> it's always in my head, and I'm just like, it's still there, you know. Um, but yeah, no, that's one of my favorite tracks of you. So sweet. You played in London not long ago. Was it a couple of years that's, ago now? That's correct. Uh, probably about two two years ago or so. How, how was that? How was how was that show? Because um, I I just moved over here at that point, so it was kind of. It was you know that you go over there. <laughs> it was it was a fantastic show because I think the one thing that that it, you know if I had a chance to do some of the things over again um, would be to to tour more in uh, in Europe, uh, especially in the UK. You know, we played London, we played the Bloomsbury Theater, and that whole gig came about because one of the uh, managers at the Bloomsbury Theater was a fan, had a you know a child, had a son who was a big fan. And so she had sent like, you know, hey, you know, y'all should come play. And I was like, I saw in the email that she had sent that she worked for a theater. And so I contacted her and I was like, hey, you know, what what are the audio specs and, you know, what are room rentals, all that kind of stuff, because maybe we can do it. Mm. Uh, and so that's how it came about. We It was really because of a fan, you know, from the UK. And uh, and that's we like, you know, we had so many requests to go over there that we were like, OK, Let's just go do it. Uh, I don't know how much, you know, it's going to cost. I don't know if we can go and do, you know, like different parts, Manchester and whatever, but yeah. we can definitely go to London and hopefully if people can travel to us, that's going to be the best way to do it. Uh, made it happen uh, with a lot of uh, elbow grease and uh, blood, sweat and tears and, and, <laughs> and had a great reception. And, and the fans over there are just awesome, just fantastic. So uh, I think that's uh, that was definitely something that was memorable. We'd love to go back again. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, since we are big country fans, we've been wanting to go to Scotland as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, you'd be well received over there. Cause like I said, I mean, amongst my like, um, peers who had children around the same time, uh, they, they were all watching that show cause they had Disney junior on quite a lot with all of the other shows they have on there. Like I was at agent Oso and things like that. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, they, I'm sure, I think some of them actually went to that show as well. I'd have to double check, but yeah, it was, I was just wondering how that was received and, uh, and you know, how that came about. Cause it, it was just a, it was a one-off. Was it one or two nights? 
Yeah, we played like I think we played three shows, or okay. three days, yeah. uh, three days of shows, and just hold up at the Bloomsbury, and uh, they were wonderful. They, you know, they really helped us make it happen, and and it was really because of, of fans that you know requesting us to play, and we were like, we're going to make this happen, um, and we did. We just made it happen. That's excellent. That sounds really cool. So <laughs> it was. It was cool. Cool. So um. I've got a couple of like sort of quick fire questions now, uh, just sure. to sort of wrap it up, if you will. Um, some of them might turn into longer ones, but we'll see. Uh, I've, right. got, I've got one here. Uh, three albums that mold you. Um, one would be Gaslight Anthem, uh, the 59 sound. Uh, I think uh, uh, House Martins, um, London Zero Hole 4. Um, let's see that third album. Let me see. What would be even the third uh, probably, probably you two, Joshua Tree. Okay, cool, cool. Um, what what hobbies do you have away from the music? I I you know I played uh, baseball growing up. Um, played high school baseball, one year college baseball. So um, I, I love uh, I love the game of baseball. When I was like when I t- when I hit thirty, uh, I went and did uh, uh, you know a, a men's senior baseball league and played in that for a few years. So. Playing baseball and uh, is probably you know th- something I enjoy doing. Uh, I don't get to do it as much uh, nowadays, but uh, um, you know I follow sports uh, just like the the rest of the movers are all we're all Saints fans. So uh, okay, cool. that sort of uh, keeps us uh, you know uh, in you know outside of the realm of music uh, keeps us in uh, conversations going. Nice, <laughs> and. Um... Where can people reach you? They can uh, reach us at imaginationmovers.com. You know, you can follow us on Twitter at iMovers, uh, at iMovers. Um, you can follow each one of us, like Mover Dave, myself, individually on, on Twitter as well. Mine is uh, at All About Burrows. Um, but, um, and you can find us on Facebook. So uh, those are all real good places. And the good thing is, is like, you know, we've always been – uh, about our fans so if you send an email to you know info at imaginationmovers.com or mail we're, we'll answer it we're the guys who answer the emails we don't have a team to do that you know i think part of why we've been able to sort of uh stay around is is you know if we were fans we would want someone to answer our answer uh, email so we sort of kind of yeah. take that approach excellent no that's a really good approach to take because uh, a lot of bands don't they like uh, they have teams to do it and yeah you're right you're right and sometimes it com- some, com- comes through and sometimes you know they they don't because they won't see it so but that's really cool that you guys answer um your own like social media network and everything like that so that's really that's cool. it, yeah finally uh where can people find your music you know uh, uh all most digital distribution channels have us like itunes and amazon um you know you can stream stuff on spotify you can go directly to our website and buy any of the albums uh, uh that we've done um and then you know be on the lookout you know if people want to go and uh join our newsletter you can go to our website and join our newsletter and You'll find out information about these upcoming albums, especially our 10th, which is going to be hopefully a home run. Uh, we're starting to really kind of work on that right now, and uh, as well as the Christmas album that I think we're going to crowdfund. But you can get it pretty much anywhere. Um, License to Move, that's our most recent album. It's a CD, DVD. It, uh, it, it sort of has a live concert element uh, for the DVD ah! component. Cool. So um, they can go there. Cool. Well, Scott, thank you very much. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. 
Well, thank you, my friend. And uh, anytime, uh, hopefully, you know, we'll do this uh, 10th album and uh, let's touch base again. Yes, definitely. Definitely. We'll get you back on. So, yeah. Cool. All right, Scott. Well, thank you very much and um, have a great rest of your day. Take care, brother. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there we have it. We have come to the end of this special edition of the DJ Force X podcast. I just want to say thank you. To everybody who's listened today, everyone who's listened before, um, anyone who's subscribed, all that kind of stuff, I am deeply appreciative of everything. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the shows. I really do. Um, It's been a pleasure making them, and I'm going to continue to make them into 2016. Uh, I've got a couple of interviews lined up in the early part of the year, so I'm hoping to get them in and, um, you know give you some content to go after maybe hear a new band you've never heard before things like that but on this one if you've got a young family check out the imagination movers uh they've got plenty of music out there the tv show was great as well um and if you if you get to see them live go see them live um support this band they're they're a great role model for kids um especially if you if you want your kids to you know appreciate music on a different level uh because these guys they do that on a different level um not to knock any of the other sort of like music out there because that's not really what i want to do but these guys are genuine uh they do it for the right reasons and they've continued to do it uh it's been fantastic so yeah um merry christmas have a safe new year so until 2016 this is dj force x out